Welcome to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com, the show that's here to make the topic of taxes fun and interesting while providing great advice for individuals and small business owners on how to mitigate their tax liabilities. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Belsis Smalley. Good afternoon, folks. Uh, thank you for joining us on Tax Avoidance is Legal. I'm your host, Belsis Smalley. And I am your host, Craig Smalley. And uh, we're about uh, week 21 of our show, and we're really excited to be with you live on the air. Uh, we decided to challenge ourselves by making the topic of uh, taxes fun and interesting, and uh, I think we have a really good show for you today. Yeah, so don't turn the dial just yet. Um, today we're going to be discussing identity theft and tax scam. So um, there was an alert this week that came out to professionals and everybody else about uh, the new wave of, of tax scams coming around this summer. So um, there's plenty of them out there. So we're going to talk about the most common. As Belsus mentioned, we're live on the air and happy to take calls the call-in number is one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Um, we realize that everybody's at work and you don't want your confidential questions being heard by your, um, you know, your your office mate. So um, anyway, we've set up an email where you can email your questions, and we get a lot of emails. Um, you can email your questions to info is at taxavoidanceslegal.com. Yeah, and before we move forward, I just want to stress that the advice given on tax avoidance is legal is general in nature. Craig W. Smalley, EA, and CWSCAPALP and their associated entities cannot be held responsible for the advice given on this radio show. You should always consult with your tax and or legal advisor. And as Craig mentioned, um, we are live on the air. We do check our inbox throughout the show. So if you haven't had a chance to send in your questions throughout the week, feel free to do so now. Uh, the email is info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And uh, this show is sponsored by LLP. We are a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services. Uh, you can always give us a call at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. And also our sister company, Tax Crisis Center, the nation's premier tax resolution firm. Uh, and Tax Crisis Center can be reached at 1-855-IRS-2911. So, Bells, I'm going to start off by telling you a story. Actually, you know this story, but I'm going to tell it for the benefit of the audience. Please do. Go ahead. Tell me all about it. Okay, so about 10 years ago, this is 2016, so, well, Probably about 11 or 12 years ago, I'll say, 2004, um, I had a client, and what we do is we e-file tax returns. And when we e-file a tax return, it will, um, when we go back to check to see if it's been e-filed, it'll tell us if a return has been filed for that Social Security number or, you know, something, you know, along those lines. So, um, it had said that a tax return had already been filed for this uh, particular gentleman. So I, I said, you know, there's no possible way he hasn't filed this tax return yet. So I went in to try to e-file it again, thinking that maybe I got the Social Security number wrong. And sure enough, it came back and it said um, that a tax return had been filed. So I called the ta- I called the client and I was like, you know, have you filed your tax return yet? And he said, no, you know, he hadn't filed it yet. So I um, I tried to file it again, you know, third time always being the charm, and it came back and it said that his tax return had been filed. So 
what I did was I got a power of attorney from him so I could call the IRS and find out what happened. So I called the Internal Revenue Service, and as it turns out, a tax return had been filed for him. So I asked them to send me a transcript of the tax return. So they sent me a transcript of the tax return. I sent it to the taxpayer and said, look, they're saying that you filed this return and here's a transcript. Well, the address that was on the transcript wasn't the address of the taxpayer, and it was a big deal. So um, I realized really quick that this was a case where somebody got a hold of the uh, client's social security number and filed a fraudulent tax return. So back then, 12 years ago, it took forever to fix this thing. And do you know what's funny about this whole thing, Belsis? Tell me what's so funny about it. I didn't charge a thing to fix the identity theft. And the next year he fired me because he thought that the identity theft was my fault. Like I had something to do with it. So, um, yeah, kind of, kind of funny story, but that was the first time that I ran into identity theft and I got it fixed and it took about a year and a half to fix it. So it's one of those things that has started about that I ran into in practice about 12 years ago. Yeah, that's crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, insane. Um, well, well, it's gotten even worse, okay? So identity theft is something that I run into about once or twice a year now, but the IRS has gotten smart. So what they've started doing now is if you have an inflated refund um, you know, that's not in proportion with your income, they will hold your, your refund. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in addition, if they think something's fishy with your tax return, they'll hold your refund and ask you to prove items on your tax return. And that happens all the time. But I would say even today, Bell says, I think we run into what one or two, um, clients that are, part of identity theft yeah absolutely it's it's definitely something unfortunately that uh we see it all the time uh, at least a couple times a year um you know they try to do a lot of things to curb it but there's always somebody out there uh who's willing to take a risk and and try to scam somebody unfortunately in, yeah now in addition i want to tell you about a a, a tax scam that i uh i became aware of probably about Three years ago, Belsis, four years ago, we were driving, we were down in South Florida. We were visiting a, a, a client and as we were driving back, um, Belsis was driving and I was the passenger and I got a frantic text from a client saying that the IRS had called her and said that she owed um, $5,000 or whatever it was. Um, because she didn't report a sale of land in the Philippines. So, um, you know, I said, you know, there's no possible way that happened. So I picked up the phone and I called the client and they said, yeah, they said that they're going to come and arrest me if I don't pay this money. Now, me knowing the business the way that I know it, nobody's going to put you in jail for not paying your taxes. So automatically I thought this was a little fishy. And what they asked her to do was to go to a CVS or a Walgreens and get a prepaid Visa card for $5,000 and somebody would pick it up from her home. So 
alarm bells were going off and I said, give me the number of this place. So, um, they gave me the number and I called them back and they said that the, you know, this isn't a scam and all of this. I told them that it was. So, um, so anyway, she, uh, she gave me the number and I, uh, and like I said, I talked to them and I, called the client back. I said, listen, I've never heard of this, but it sounds like a scam. She was scared and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But also a year and a half later, I get the same call from a different client and the scam had evolved. So wow. what happened? Yeah. What happened was these people were calling from a Washington DC area code, right? And when they, when they called, um, they, you know, said that, you know, you owed a thousand dollars and if you don't pay us, we're going to issue a warrant for your arrest. A minute later, the, the, uh, Claremont police department called and that's what came up on the caller ID saying that they had a warrant for her arrest and that she had to pay this thousand dollars. So she called me and I talked to her and I talked to the, uh, I talked to the scammer on the phone and I asked him for his um, badge number. Every IRS employee has a badge number. Well, the badge number he gave me was too many numbers. And I told him that, mm-hmm. I, you know, with the client on the phone, I said that that's too many numbers. This is a scam. I told my client that it, it's a scam. Don't worry about it. And everything was fine. So as you can see, the, the, the phone scam had evolved. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I think it's it's great for us to talk about this because it is one of those things where folks get that call and it sounds really legitimate. Uh, it sounds scary to them. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of folks have fallen for it. And uh, I love the way you handled that one. Uh, I remember exactly when that happened. Uh, and you got, put the guy on the spot. And I don't think he was expecting to be called out that way. But he probably wasn't used to dealing with somebody who was an enrolled agent and knew exactly uh, you know, what a badge number was and how many digits long it is. And obviously most folks out there don't know those things. So they can easily fall prey to somebody like this guy who was, you know, fairly savvy, uh, at least savvy enough to, to, you know, give you a badge number. He just didn't yeah, know, yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah, enough but, to know the right number of digits to use. <laughs> a tell, a telltale sign. A telltale sign that this is a scam is, number one, the IRS is never going to ask you to pay your taxes on a prepaid uh, debit card or an iTunes card or or whatever, and they're not going to show up at your house to receive it. And if you have an IRS problem, you would know because you would be getting letter after letter after letter. So if you haven't received any letters, if, if none of that happens, they don't go from you owing money to uh, turning right around and calling you. Um, you know, they have to send you a letter after a letter after a letter. And that doesn't mean that an IRS officer or an IRS agent isn't going to call you because they might, but they're not going to demand that you pay them or you go to jail. Exactly. And yeah, that's, that's the main thing. I think you hit it right on the, you, you hit it right on the, the nail, um, where, you know, I, I think for these folks who do get hit up with these scams later on when they're thinking about it, they probably feel like, duh, you know, I should have known better. But in that moment when they are, you know, uh, you know, 
placing all that stress on you and catching you off guard. You don't sit and think about it. But if you kind of sit back and, and logically just take a, take a, you know, a step back and think about it, it it really doesn't make sense that the IRS is going to want to be paid using a bunch of prepaid Visa cards. But unfortunately, in that moment, you know, they catch you in that moment where you're stressed out, you're worried, you're freaking out. um, Because, because because everybody has an innate fear of the Internal Revenue Service. That's what it all boils down to. So Exactly. Yeah, they, so, prey, they prey on that. They know that, and then they try to catch you off guard. And then uh, later on, you'll hear, uh, we'll hear folks say, you know, I, I, that seems so silly. I should have known better. Obviously, the IRS isn't going to want to be paid with these cards, but in that moment, I got nervous. And, you know, so it, it is important. If it seems suspicious or fishy, uh, you know, Put the person on hold. Uh, I know with us, you know, luckily a lot of our clients know that they can reach us. They can send us a text, give us a call. Yes, call call your tax professional. If you don't have a tax professional, call another accountant. They'll tell you exactly what this is. Now, the funny thing about this, Belsis, is this is an offshoot of the old email scams from around the turn of the century. Well, in 2000, 1999, 1988, and that, or 1998, in that time frame, what scammers were doing were they were sending official looking IRS emails and telling you to click a link, putting your social security number, your bank routing number, you know, the whole thing. So they would get all of this information and it just shows you just how much these scams have evolved. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think that, uh, you know, like you said, even if you don't have a dedicated uh, tax professional, uh, put them on hold and, you know, see if you can get a hold of anybody. If they're a reputable tax person, they will absolutely help you out. And if you can't get a hold of anybody, tell the person on the line, you know, um, let me have my accountant who handles everything for me and give you a call back. Can I get your name and phone number? And just make sure you do not give them any kind of financial information. Don't give them a credit card number. Don't give them banking information. Uh, don't freak out and go run and, and get, uh, you know, prepaid visa cards and and give that information to them over the phone because unfortunately um, it's not legitimate and uh, hopefully there's folks out there listening to us and are going to kind of heed the warning. I know we have a lot more that we want to talk about so I think maybe we should take a little break first. What do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically I I just wanted to give you a framework of what this show is about today. So yeah, let's go to break. All right. Well, guys, uh, remember you can always call in. Uh, call in number is one eight eight eight. Go for it, or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. And we will be back right after this brief uh, break. At Tax Crisis Center LLC, we solve tax problems for a living. If you have a tax problem with the IRS, you've probably been inundated with postcards and letters from different tax resolution companies all over the country. Tax Crisis Center LLC is the country's premier tax resolution company. Unlike other tax resolution companies that will take your money and do nothing for you, once we are retained, we go to work. We get results for our clients and will handle your IRS problem professionally and expeditiously. Don't let the IRS push you around anymore. Give us a call at 1-855-IRS-2911. Email us at help at taxcrisiscenter.com or visit us on the web at www.taxcrisiscenter.com and let your voice be heard. 
CWS EAPA is a financial services company specializing in taxation and tax-related issues. Tax planning is a year-round activity. The biggest mistake that people make is thinking about taxes during tax time. When you have a complex tax situation, you need to plan for taxes on a year-round basis. Our specialty is mitigating our clients' tax obligations through careful tax planning. Tax avoidance is legal. Call us today at 1-844-CWS-EAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can visit us on the web at cwseapa.com or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Put us to work for you today. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsis Smalley. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Today we have uh, been discussing identity theft and IRS scams. And I want to remind everyone that we are live on the air and our call-in number is 1-888-GO-FOR-IT or 1-888-463-6748. And you can also visit us on the web at TaxAvoidanceIsLegal.com. Uh, on the website we do have a little form you can fill out to submit your questions or you can email them directly to us at info at TaxAvoidanceIsLegal.com. Um, we tend to get most of our questions via email because we do realize a lot of folks are at work right now and uh, may not want everyone in the office to hear uh, you asking a confidential question. So email us during the show. We will get to as many emails as possible. Um, and if uh, we don't get to your question during the show, uh, rest assured we always reply to you and make sure that you have your answer. Uh, so don't uh, despair if you don't hear us answer your question. We will definitely get back with you via email and get your answers to you. Uh, so we're starting to get some questions in via email. Uh, Craig, uh, you want to tackle one or two of them? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, well, let's see here. Our first question is from Patty in Tampa. Um, Patty wants to know what the remedy uh, to identity theft is. Kind of a general question, but a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's So the remedy to identity theft is the IRS has a form that you fill out. You send with your driver's license, and um, it tells you what it is. You also write a letter saying that the return that was filed wasn't yours, and then you file the return that is supposed to be yours. So um, the whole thing takes about six to nine months, sometimes a year, to get all cleared up. But um, that's the remedy to identity theft. It's a little frustrating, I think, uh, how long it takes, but I, I think the important thing is as soon as you notice anything uh, fishy or wrong, uh, you know, get it taken care of right away and, um, you know, you'll be on your way to getting everything cleared up. But uh, I know it can be a little frustrating uh, how long it takes, isn't it? A, a bit tedious, Greg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I get clients that are always checking on it with me. They're always mm-hmm. making, yeah, so yeah, it just takes time. It does. Well, I think that's uh, that first question uh, that uh, in the first section you spoke about identity theft and the IRS scams. Um, what uh, is there anything else that the IRS is doing about all of this? Um, yeah, yeah, they're making this public. So they're on, um, you know, they're they're with different news organizations. They're, uh, you know, making it public as much as they can. I get email alerts about it because I'm a professional. Um, I'm we're supposed to inform our clients about it. Um, you know, this show would be informing clients about it, but the IRS is being um, very, very vocal about this. Also, the IRS is holding up um, large refunds, like I said earlier. So 
Um, you know, so that's one of, you know, the things that the IRS is doing. Yeah, that's also, you know, it also can be a little frustrating for folks who are waiting on those big refunds. But, um, you know, I think it's better for them to be safe than sorry, better for the IRS to make sure that the, the money is going to the right person um, rather than them issuing, you know, these checks to people who are committing uh, these scams and committing fraud. So I know if you're out there and you're still waiting on a large refund, it can be frustrating for you. But just uh, remember that it is in uh, your best interest. And unfortunately, uh, they have put in these new checks and balances in place to make sure that uh, the money is going to the right person. So, yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah. So just be patient. Be Just be very patient. I think this is a good uh, segue into the next question. Anna in Tuscaloosa says that uh, she has a refund from her 2015 tax return in the amount of $8,000 that the IRS is still holding on to, and she wanted to know why. So if you want to... Yeah, it's probably identity theft. They think it's identity theft. They're waiting for the um, the information returns to catch up with your return. Now, they may send you a letter asking you to send them your W-2s and, and everything else, but it, it sounds like that they think it's identity theft so they're going to be holding on to it for a little bit of time but they will they will send you a letter telling you things that you can do to speed up the process so open that letter make sure you're opening that letter don't be scared um and i'm just going to clarify something because craig does tend to use a lot of uh you know uh league you know uh tax phrases and when you say information return what you mean is basically the backup documentation um yeah like w2s mm-hmm. 1099s um things like that so yeah they um you know once that's reported to you know your w2s were reported to social security social security then gives them to the irs 1099s are reported to the irs so they're just waiting for the background information to catch up typically they have all the information by sometime in may or june so um you should be getting your refund pretty soon but um now the person's name was Anna, 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 yeah. Um, Anna, just be patient. And when, when you receive a letter from the IRS, answer them. So they're probably asking you to send you your, your W-2s, your 1099s and things like that. So just answer the letters and it'll speed everything up for you. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that because... When you say information returns, folks sometimes don't realize that you're, you're talking about, you know, W-2s, 1099s, uh, any of these forms that you get in the mail. You know. Yeah, I apologize. I've been in business 22 years and I use a lot of jargon and <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, that's, Thanks for clearing that up. That's okay. That's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm here to be the uh, voice of the uh, every man out there who's listening in and isn't a, a tax uh, expert like you are. Um, so... Uh, you know, in your opinion, Craig, as a professional who deals with this all the time, do you feel that the IRS is really doing enough about the identity theft? Are you satisfied with what they're doing? Well, yeah, that's, it's kind of a loaded question. Um, yeah, to some degree, I, I am, um, happy about what they're doing because, you know, they are waiting now. They're not just issuing the refunds willy nilly and, and stuff like that. The problem is when you're dealing with somebody that's being, um, honest and they don't have, uh, identity theft and they're waiting on this large refund and they're waiting on it for, you know, a number of different things that can be a little frustrating, but, um, yeah, they are, they really are doing something about it. 
Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to uh, the identity theft, they're probably doing the best that they can. It's a tricky situation. Anyone who's out there who's even dealt with, um, you know, identity theft with their credit cards, things like that, which I know we've we've had a couple instances. Unfortunately, it seems like everybody's getting hit with identity theft in one way or another these days. Um, that they, they're probably doing the best they can. But what do you think about tax scams? What what are they? What is being done? Um, about curbing these tax scams that are so rampant uh, nowadays. They're making them public. So, you know, they're they're going to news organizations, telling them to publicize it. The IRS sends out bulletins about it. Um, they're really, 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 you know, it's a little complicated with tax scams because, you know, back in the email days, um, when, when they were, when the IRS was supposedly sending emails, they would just say the IRS doesn't send emails, which for the most part is true. The IRS will never send you an email, but here's a situation where they can't say the IRS won't call you because the IRS will from time to time. If you're under audit or if you owe the IRS money, you may get a call from an RO, um, which is a revenue officer, asking you about um, you know, money that you owe, but that call shouldn't be a surprise to you because you would have received letter after letter after letter after letter um, you know, telling you that there was a problem. Now, they send those letters to the last known address, so you may not have received a letter, but it's not out of the ordinary for a revenue officer to call somebody, but when they call you, they're not going to demand money from you right away, especially in the form of a prepaid credit card or a prepaid something. Um, and they're also not going to tell you that you're going to go to prison if you don't pay them. That's not how it works. You don't go to prison for not paying your taxes. Absolutely. I think those are the two main points for folks to remember in terms of the IRS uh, scams, because you did bring up a good point that, you know, Aram, I think they're doing an, a good job of trying to inform folks that the IRS does an email. Uh, but like you said, when it comes to calls, it's not that simple. You might get an, a call from an IRS uh, agent. The main question is, uh, I think a lot of folks are still a little confused about what is a uh, arrestable offense or, you know, what could you do that might get the IRS to arrest you? So maybe that's something you could well, comment well, on. Oh, yeah, very simply now, um, this is a little complicated, but you can go to prison for not filing a return. You can go to prison for filing a fraudulent return. You can go to prison for tax evasion. You can also go to prison for not paying your taxes, but you can only go to prison for not paying your taxes if it's payroll taxes. And let me explain that a little bit. So if you're an employer and you have an employee that works for you, you're supposed to withhold Social Security, Medicare tax, and federal tax. If you don't pay that money off to the government, it's embezzling money from the federal government, which is a criminal offense. So that is one situation where um, if the IRS wanted to push it, they could arrest you and you could go to go to jail for. But other than that, your normal everyday income taxes, you're not going to go to jail for that. All right. I just wanted to kind of point that out because I know we get those questions all the time. Where Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the big ones, the big ones are not filing a return you can go to jail for, filing a fraudulent return you can go to jail for, and um, tax evasion you can go to jail for. 
Okay. I think the main points you brought up were uh, typically the IRS isn't going to call you out of the blue. You probably will have, would have been receiving several IRS notices before the IRS even attempts to call you. Uh, so unless you're somebody who's moved around a lot or the IRS might not have your, your most current uh, address, the odds of you getting a call from the IRS prior to actually having received several notices from them are pretty slim. And uh, even then, they're not going to um, threaten to arrest you, uh, and they're not going to demand payment over the phone. So those are the main points, I think, that uh, we, if, if nothing else, that we want folks to take away from uh, today's show with regards to these tax scams. Um, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you will... If the IRS does call you, you'll have some understanding or um, that they're trying to reach you somehow, some way. Again, you would have received notices. Even if you've moved, you know that you owe the IRS money. You filed the tax return. So you would have some kind of um, understanding that they're trying to get a hold of you. Okay. Well, I know we have a lot of questions that are rolling in. So uh, before we tackle these, maybe we should take another quick break. And I uh, want to remind everyone that they can call us at one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. You can also email us with your questions to info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. Uh, and on the other side of the break, uh, we're going to uh, go into some of these questions about identity theft and the IRS scams. Forming a corporation or LLC can separate personal assets from your business assets. No matter what state your business operates in, forming a corporation or LLC in Nevada, Delaware, or Florida has benefits. For example, forming a corporation in Nevada offers privacy and no corporate income tax. Forming a corporation in Delaware can give you the legal protection of the state of Delaware, which is business friendly. On top of the legal reasons to form a corporation, there are tax benefits as well. Give us a call today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Come and see what you've been missing. Payroll can be a nightmare for a small business. When you have employees, you have to pay them periodically, pay the taxes associated with them, and file quarterly tax reports with the Internal Revenue Service and the state that your business operates in. Our payroll is seamless. It is done through a cloud-based system. All you do is put in what you are paying your employees and approve your payroll. We handle the rest. Our fees are lower than the national payroll companies, too. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or visit us on the web at CWSEAPAPayrollService.com. At Albertus Business Services Incorporated, we view ourselves as your internal bookkeeping department and are always improving ways to leverage proven cloud technologies to streamline and improve the efficiency of our outsourced services. With an in-house bookkeeper, you would run the cost of about 45000 a year. But with our monthly services, it would be a fraction of that cost. Let us help you with the tedious, time-consuming side of your business so you can focus on growing your business. Call us today at 1-877-695-6658. Our website is albernaservices.com or email dalbernas at albernaservices.com. 
Your success is our business. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsa Smalley. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in to our show. Today we've been discussing identity theft and uh, IRS uh, tax scams. And I want to remind everyone that they can call in if they have any questions. Our call-in number is one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. 4748 You can email us your questions to info at com. And if we don't get your question answered live on the air, we'll be sure to email you back with a response. Uh, we have uh, quite a few questions rolling in. Uh, I'm going to see if Craig is ready to take some more of these questions. How are you feeling, Craig? Ready to tackle on the next one? I am always ready to answer questions. Shoot. All right, here we go. We got a question from Jill in Champaign. And Jill says that uh, three years ago she fell prey to one of these scammers. Uh, she didn't report the crime at the time. Is there anything she could do about it now? No. No, nothing at all. So at the time, you could have reported it, and there would have been things that you can do. But three years later, there's there's nothing you can really do about it. Mm, okay. And that does bring up a good point. Let's say you do fall prey to one of these scams or it's currently happening to someone. What would you recommend that they do? What should be their, like, you know, ne- next steps? Well, the next step is, you know, let's say that, uh, you know, you do get a um, – a telephone call from the Internal Revenue Service and you get scared and you pay them whatever, you know, they tell you to pay them. And then you've heard this show and you realize it's a scam. The first thing you want to do is call the police department and file a police report um, and let them know anything that you can do. But do you know what's interesting about that, Belsis? What is? Tell me. You can write that off on your tax return as a casualty theft law. So um, any amount that you paid, you can write it off. But going back to Jill, it was three years ago, so it's too far back. You don't have a police report. So get a police report, and you can write that amount off. Mm, good point. I didn't know that. So I think that's something that's a uh, you know, really good point to bring up. And uh, what do you think is going to be the next uh, wave of scams that people might need to be on the lookout for? Any you know, rumors? Any rumors out there, Craig, that you know about? Yeah, that's that's a very very good question. So, um, Bell says, as you know, I have a professional crush on Nina Olson, and um, Nina Olson is the national taxpayer advocate. And what the taxpayer advocate is is basically the police of the IRS. So. What they do every year, the taxpayer advocate, is they issue a report before Congress um, about the state of the IRS. And the reason why I have a professional crush on her is um, before she did this, she did pro bono work um, for people that needed representation. And she was really, really, really um, big on client on um, taxpayer rights like I am. So mm-hmm. um, I've kind of followed her career a little bit. But. Um, she was saying that, um, you know, as we know, um, the IRS's budget has been cut drastically, but that hasn't stopped enforcement. So what they're doing is they're looking for ways um, to do uh, more with less money. So what they're starting to do and, and what is going to be implemented in the next couple of years is an electronic interface with the government. Now, We've seen this sort of happen now where you can pull a transcript from the IRS and, and things like that. So um, that's just going to get, um, you know, more and more. And I believe that 
the uh, scams will come out of something like that. Mm, good to know. So now I got another uh, person to watch out for, this Nina Nina person, huh? You've yeah, got, a lot, Nina, you've got Nina, a lot of professional crushes, Greg. Nina Olsen is amazing. I, you know, I love it. But, you know, interacting with the Internal Revenue Service is, um, you know, something that I love the idea. You know, I'm from Generation X. And, you know, I can appreciate sending an email to an agent or a revenue officer. And um, but, you know, what Nina Olson found was the public doesn't want to interact with the federal government electronically. She was saying that there's, you know, a, a general fear there of of doing it. Mm, okay. Yeah. Good point. Uh, and with good reason. I mean, wasn't the IRS hacked uh, not too long ago? Yeah, they were, and and they were hacked on their um uh you know get a transcript. So mm-hmm. um and they were also hacked on the uh, personal identification uh, pin numbers that they give people for identity theft. So yeah, and it's been fixed. And you know the IRS would really, really, really have to uh, beef up security. So um, but you know that whole thing is online now, so it's fine. Yeah, I just did it uh, recently myself. I had to pull some of my IRS transcripts, and it was fairly easy, and uh, I felt pretty safe doing it. So um, I really think that they've worked hard to try to secure that, and hopefully they won't have any more of these types of uh, breaches. Uh, well, and yeah. a, lot, a lot of people may not realize that, that they have the ability to go online um, to uh, the IRS website. It's irs.gov, and, um, you know, pull their transcripts and basically about a year ago they were hacked and the uh, IRS say that they've been um, working really hard and they have fixed the the problem so recently when I had to pull the uh, transcripts I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it or not and turns out it looks like it's all up and running and and fixed now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I have, uh, so I'm going to get on my soapbox here because I have an idea for the IRS if they want to implement an electronic inter- interaction with taxpayers. Oh, okay. Let's hear this. Well, okay. So professionals have something called e-services. So um, in order for me to register for e-services, I have to be licensed. I have to, um, you know, file, um, up to, I think it's a thousand, um, e-file returns and I can interact with the Internal Revenue Service, um, uh, electronically, meaning I can pull transcripts for clients and things like that. Now, a little while ago, they used to have something called EAR, which is, um, an acronym for electronic account resolution. So, Instead of having to write a letter to the Internal Revenue Service and send it snail mail, I could send an email to an IRS officer through my e-services account, and um, the matter would be handled that way. But they quit doing that, saying there wasn't enough interest in it, which really bummed me out. But if they're going to have something where um, they're going to have taxpayers um, – you know, interact with the Internal Revenue Service um, in that, you know, in that way, they need to really safeguard it. And they really need to safeguard it by, you know, sending out letters to every taxpayer, having a, a pen that nobody else, is, else knows, because I know on e-services, I have to change my password every 
I don't know, two months or something, and they should do the same thing to the to the public because nobody has ever hacked into e-services, and it would be a very easy way for the public to, um, you know, electronically interact with um, the uh, the Internal Revenue Service. Hmm, that's a good point. I didn't know that. And, you know, it's actually my first time um, pulling a transcript myself because uh, usually you handle all that kind of stuff. But in this particular case, I know you were busy and I was trying to take something off your plate. And so. I have to and I have to say how proud I am of you that you did pull the, that transcript. I was very proud of you. <laughs> well, that's kind of sad that that's that's what you're proud of me for. But, hey, it's true. Usually you you handle that kind of stuff. So. Um, I knew you were kind of busy and I didn't, you know, didn't want to bug you and I figured, you know, I'll give it a try and see if their service is back up and working. And, um, you know, I, you know, I've never experienced it before, so it was fairly easy to use, but I think I would also feel safer if it worked the way you were saying with the. Yeah, 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 yeah. All you have to do is, is give somebody, you know, a, um, you know, a, a, a username or something, a, a PIN number, uh, because I, I have a password and a PIN and I know that it, um, it forces me to change my password every two months and I can't use a password that I've used over a year. Um, so yeah, I mean, something like that, just little safeguards like that would go a long way, I believe. And I think that that's the key to interacting, um, electronically with the public. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Um, we have quite a few questions. Maybe we should take a break a little earlier than we usually do so that uh, when we come back, we can see if we can get everyone's questions answered. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sounds great to me. Right. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. want to remind everyone again that they can call in to one eight eight eight. Go for it or 1-888-463-6748 or email us at info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And on the other side of the break, we will tackle all these questions. Hopefully, we'll get through all of them. Tune in uh, just a few minutes. Craig Smalley is the author of 12 books regarding taxation. Two of his books have been revised this year. It starts with an idea revised edition takes you through the startup of a company. It talks about taxes, entity structuring, the IRS, and so much more. The Complete Guide to Estate, Gifts, and Trust Taxation Revised Edition is about how to navigate the complex estate tax. Both books have just been released by CWSEAPA Publishing, LLC, and are on sale now at Amazon.com. If you are a business that has outgrown your accountant but are not big enough for one of the big four accounting firms, CWSEAPA Consulting may be perfect for you. We specialize in tax consulting for small to medium-sized businesses. We can advise you on whether it is time to start a holding company or management company to mitigate your tax liability. We can advise you on whether it is a good time to expand your business, hire employees, buy equipment, or lease equipment. There are different tax reasons to do different things. Let our over 22 years of experience work for you. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can email us at info at cwseapa.com or visit us on the web at cwseapa.com. We're doing something amazing and we want you to be a part of it. With so many choices when looking for quality investment advice, you owe it to yourself to seek a professional 
who has your best interests at heart. At J.B. Meridian Advisors, we don't sell products that generate commissions or have hidden fees. Client assets are never locked up in illiquid investments that could take months or years to access, or worse, charge a penalty to sell in an emergency. Our simple structure aligns the interests of our clients with our interests by charging a flat fee based on the assets we manage. As your portfolio value increases, our firm grows. Call J.B. Meridian Advisors now at 877-398-0051 or visit us online at jbmeridian.com. Now, let's get back to Craig and Dulcis Smalley for more of Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal, and this is... uh, uh, week 21, I think, of our show, and we've been discussing uh, all about uh, tax, uh, you know, IRS scams and identity theft and what you could do about it, and uh, we have a lot of questions to get to. So, uh, Craig, if you're ready, I'm going to start shooting, and uh, you start answering. Absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see here. We've got a question here from Bob in Knoxville. Um, he says that out of the blue last week, he received a check from the IRS and the, in the amount of 3500 There was no letter explaining what it was. Uh, he tried to call the person that prepared his tax return, but they're closed until January, which, wow, sounds like an interesting accounting firm there. And the check is just sitting at his house, so he doesn't know what to do with it. What do you think he should do? Call the IRS, um, 1-800-829-1040. Um, call them and, and find out why they're sending it to you. So here's the risk that you run if you, if you cash the check. So you have no idea what this check is for if you cash it and, um, the IRS later comes back and says that it was sent to you in error. You'll owe them penalties and interest. So, um, call the IRS, find out, um, what the check is for why they're sending it to you. If you don't want to do that, give us a call at the office, uh, 1-844-CWSCAPA or 1-844-297-3272. Um, and you can, uh, you know, you can, um, engage us and we, we'd be happy to, to find out what the information is. Mm, absolutely. Um, we have a question from Mike in Huntsville and uh, he asks, what can the IRS do um, if you uh, do to you if you owe them money? They can take basically everything that you own um, to satisfy the debt. Um, that includes uh, they can do wage garnishments, they can do bank levies, they can um, sell all of your assets. Um, I happen to be in a state called Florida. It's called I'm in Florida, so um, <laughs> they can't take your house in Florida because we have um, a, a really good homestead um, exemptions here in Florida. But in some states, they can auction off your house. Now, none of those are a means to an end. All of those are are used to just get your attention. But um, the IRS can do a lot to you financially if you owe them money. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I think, uh, you know, like I if, said earlier. If you owe the IRS money, give Tax Crisis Center a call. We specialize in that. one 855 irs 2911 
All right, good. Uh, yeah, like I said earlier in the show, a lot of folks are always scared about what the IRS can do uh, or can't do to you, but uh, they definitely are no joke. You definitely should take it seriously um, and, and respond. Open all your notices and make sure you uh, respond within the time frame indicated on the notices so you don't lose any of your rights. As we've talked in previous show about how important it is to preserve your uh, rights, you do have rights as a taxpayer. And um, as we've tried to stress almost every show, um, make sure you open your notices. Make sure you don't freak out and, you know, leave them sealed and not want to handle it, not want to tackle it. Open the letters. Make sure you're aware of what they want from you and get help and make sure you don't lose your, your rights as a taxpayer. Yeah, I want to go back two questions ago to the person that said the person that prepared his tax return is closed until January um, that's a tax preparer, and those are usually the big national firms. So um, find somebody that's open year-round. That's that's important. I mean, I know we're open year-round. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we're always ha- happy to help uh, if you're out there and you don't have uh, anyone you can reach out to. I think we're always giving out our number. It's uh, 1-844-CWSEAPA, and we're happy to answer your questions if you know, if you uh, used a tax preparer, one of these places that just pop open during tax season, um, you know, give us a call. We'll be happy to point you in the right direction. Absolutely. So we have, have a lot more questions, so I'm going to try to get these all in. Uh, let's see here. We have uh, Timothy in Huntington Beach uh, says he was doing a Google search on tax evasion. And he says that. Oh, no. Oh, no. A Google search. Here we go. Google searches. They, they can get you in trouble. Um, he uh, says that. His results said that not paying your taxes was criminal, and you were saying that it isn't. So he just wants clarification on that. Well, yeah, I mean, going back to what I said earlier, um, for majority of the people out there, not paying your taxes, it's fine. It's not criminal. But um, not paying your payroll taxes is criminal. So um, if you have somebody working for you and you're withholding Social Security and Medicare tax, that's not your money. That's money that you're supposed to then turn around and pass on to the Internal Revenue Service. If you don't do that, you're embezzling money from the federal government. And if the IRS wanted to push it, they could put you in prison for that. They can put you in jail for that. So um, that's where, um, you know, uh, not paying your taxes would be criminal. But for 80% of the people out there, not paying your taxes isn't criminal. Okay, good. Thank you for and, and And don't believe everything you read on Google. Yeah, be careful with those Google searches. They can get you in trouble. Absolutely. We've got uh, Peter in Key West says that he was told by an IRS agent years ago that when someone is audited, um, the IRS can question their employer, neighbors, and uh, anyone else. Is this true? Well, first of all, Peter, you're in Key West. Go enjoy the beach. Um, you know, go have fun. I have no idea what you're doing sitting indoors listening to us. I mean, I know that we like to get down to Key West every once in a while, and I yes. certainly wouldn't be inside listening to the uh, listening to a radio show. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. The IRS, um, in when you get an audit notice, they tell you within the audit notice that they have the right to um, contact third parties, and sometimes they'll contact your employer, your neighbors, um, your friends, anybody that they know that they know that knows you and they'll ask certain questions to try to figure it out. Now, they do that usually on the bigger cases where they think you're evading taxes or something similar to that. But um, but yeah, they 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 can absolutely do that. 
Okay, good, good to know. So, um, what would you say falls under calling witnesses? Uh, that 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 basically yeah, sounds like yeah, right? yeah, that that's them calling witnesses. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, Jack in Houston wants to know: in, Is there ever a reason that the IRS would just call you out of the blue? I guess he wants to know if the um, IRS is going to just give of, a friendly friendly call. <laughs> out of the blue, meaning um, like you've never gotten a notice before, I guess. I so if you if you've never if you've never gotten a notice before, and somebody the IRS calls you out of the blue, that's typically not going to happen. So you would know uh, why the IRS is contacting you because you owe money or something like that. But no, typically the IRS is not going to call you out of the blue just to say hello or or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think they're that friendly. Sorry. No. All right. Jennifer in Jacksonville asks, how long does it take to fix an identity theft issue? I think you kind of pointed this out earlier, but uh, she may need some clarification. It depends on the case. So um, I have I've dealt with four identity theft cases in the last two years. One of them is still or one of them took two years to uh, get straightened out because it's a long story. But um, and the, the other three are still pending, but they've been pending for about a year now. So it takes a little over a year to get it all straightened out. Typically, what I have to do is go to the taxpayer advocate and the taxpayer advocate stays on top of it. So, um, yeah, it, it can take that long. Okay. Um, let's see here. Is there uh, anything you could do to speed that up? Is there no. anything you, you can recommend? No. Okay. No. It's your, it's your government dollars at work. Oh, yeah, of course. We have, uh, I think, time for a couple more questions. I'll make them uh, quick. Kim in Austin asks if uh, there are any uh, scams that target small businesses. Have you heard of any of these scams that might be a tar- targeting small businesses? Not in particular, no. Um, I haven't heard of anything that's specifically targeting small businesses, so no. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, Michelle in Las Vegas wants to know, if an IRS agent calls, uh, what are some things you can do to ask or do or ask them uh, so that you can prove that it is a legitimate call? I think that's a good question. Yeah, first and foremost, ask them for a badge number. Um, A badge number will start with two numbers, have a dash, and then about uh, six numbers, six to eight numbers after that. So um, ask for a badge number, ask for a callback number, ask for their supervisor, ask what um, campus they're working out of, ask them uh, where their office is located, certain things like that. Um, if they fumble over any of those questions, it's probably not a legitimate call. So when I get a call from an IRS officer or when I'm conducting an, off, an, an audit, I always ask to see the uh, IRS uh, agent's badge. So, um, yeah, so those are certain questions that you can ask. I think that's a great question that uh, she just asked. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Kevin in Kansas City wants to know why hasn't the IRS been more vocal about these scams? Oh, they have been. They have been. I mean, they've, they've been all over the news. They, um, send out emails all the time. They talk about it on their website. They, um, they've been as vocal as they possibly can about them. I, um, I don't think that they, um, I, I you know, I think they've been as vocal as they, as they possibly can. I, I don't see where they could do anymore. Yeah, I think Kevin's just not been paying attention. Come on, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay attention, Kevin. It's <laughs> everywhere. 
All right. Um, we're going to get to our final question of the day. Uh, Gregory in Orlando wants to know, what do you think of the uh, firing of Adrian Heath from Orlando City Soccer? And what do you think of his replacement, uh, Jason? And I really don't know how to pronounce his last name. Is it Kreese? It's Christ, Jason Christ, Christ. Christ yeah. Well, I will say they're one and zero under Jason Christ, so um, that's one thing. But Adrian Heath had to go. I mean, you know, uh, for those of you that don't know, we have two sports here in Orlando. We have basketball and soccer, and um, this city is crazy for both the Magic and um, Orlando City. So, um, you know, when they got rid of Adrian Heath, you know, we had the most ties and and MLS and you know we won last week and that was his first week as the uh the head coach so I'm excited about it and I hope the rest of Orlando is as well. All right. Well I think that's gonna conclude today's show. If we didn't get your emailed question on the air, we will definitely email you back and always remember to visit us at uh, our website taxavoidanceislegal.com and email your questions throughout the week to us uh, at info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And just want to remind everyone that our show is sponsored by uh, CWSCAPA LLP and Tax Crisis Center LLC. And uh, CWSCAPA is a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services. You can give us a call at 1-844-CWSCAPA. And Tax Crisis Center um, is the nation's premier tax resolution um, service. And you can reach us at 1-855-IRS-2911. Have a wonderful weekend. Have Have a great great weekend, guys. All right. Bye-bye.